Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Raw after Wrestle. Wait, wait, what do, what day is it? It's Friday. Wait, SmackDown. St- wait a minute. This show was more Raw after WrestleMania than Raw after WrestleMania was. All right. Well, that's an interesting way to go, <laughs> I guess. But folks, welcome to your SmackDown study. So your SmackDown study for April 8th, 2022, your first SmackDown after WrestleMania. And like I jokingly said in the beginning, this show was more (laughs) Raw after WrestleMania than Raw was. And that's unfortunate, but I feel like SmackDown actually needed this more than Raw did. Um, Raw's talent. Is, is has significantly significantly improved since the draft and i feel like smackdown had been starting to fall behind but tonight we got some new additions to the show and we got more name changes we'll go over that uh actually if you think about it the name changes aren't they aren't terrible at all um but we'll get to that but our show kicked off tonight with Kayla Braxton in the ring uh, interviewing Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda coming off her unfortunate loss at WrestleMania to Charlotte after some shenanigans with uh, the ref bump and uh, Ronda making Charlotte tap out, but obviously with the ref down, he did not see the the submission. So uh, Charlotte able to retain her title, but Ronda clearly not having it stating that she wants a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash next month in Providence, Rhode Island, and an I Quit match. Now, I'm trying to remember the last time there was an I Quit match. Uh, It's been a hot minute, and um, not going to lie, I'm a little intrigued by this. Um, Charlotte coming out on the Titantron telling Ronda that it's not going to happen. Uh, that she needs to get to the back of the line. Clearly, Charlotte is nervous that Ronda could take that title from her. Ronda then, throughout the rest of the night, trying to chase down Adam Pierce to get some sort of answer from her challenge. Now, <clears throat> of course, with the with how the match ended at WrestleMania, it does make sense that Ronda should have a gripe. And uh, maybe she'd be getting a, a second chance at, at this title. So we will see what happens going with going forward with that. But um, I did hear that on Saturday there was supposed to be some sort of answer uh, pertaining to if this match would actually happen. And not going to lie, if it does happen... It definitely does. It definitely makes uh, WrestleMania Backlash a little more intriguing. Now I know a lot of people are are kind of fed up with this feud. Uh, the buildup into into Mania wasn't exactly the best. Uh, the match itself, also at Mania, was a little bit sloppy. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, they're trying, guys. <laughs> you know, it, it's not going to be a five star classic every single time. Um, but this I quit match, if it does happen, should be really, really brutal. And that would be a lot of fun to watch. 
Um, after that, we kicked off our in-ring action as Butch had his SmackDown in-ring debut, taking on the King, Xavier Woods. And uh, I, as much as people like to, to have a gripe stating that, no, oh, you should be Pete Dunne, while I do tend to agree, I do like the name Pete Dunn better than Butch. Um, I do like how how the how he's bringing the energy to this to this new character that he has. Uh, he's batshit crazy essentially. He just wants to just kick the shit out of everything, uh, punching it and and at both Ridge and at Sheamus before this match started. Goes in, he just is ridiculously abusive to to Xavier Woods, but Woods able to get the victory with his quote-unquote new finishing maneuver name. He calls it the Backwoods, and it's it's essentially the small package. Um, it's I, I love the name. It's very clever. And um, the fact that Xavier Woods has been winning all of his matches with a small package lately is, is quite hilarious. Uh, but Woods gets the win, and Butch just irate this whole time. He starts attacking both Ridge and Sheamus after the match, um, but not as in like he's splitting from the group, just frustration that he lost uh, to Woods. Um, so they de- they just need to rein him in. Uh, but I feel like this this squad uh, between Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch uh, could be quite the force to be reckoned with once they get their bearings going. Uh, I... <clears throat> I'm a man of factions. I always have been. Um, so the more groups you get together, it doesn't have to be obnoxiously huge. Like four or five at the most is is more than enough. But these three man squads, this could be a lot of fun. I'm I'm very interested to see what happens going forward. After that, we go to the back with Sammy Zayn, and Sammy, of course, putting his foot in his mouth once again. Stating to Adam Pierce that he needs to get his his respect back because he was embarrassed by Johnny Knoxville uh, during WrestleMania, and he said that he would fight the first person that would come out of the men's locker room. And Adam Pierce said, "Are you sure about that?" He's like, "Yes, I'll fight anybody who comes out. I, I I need to regain my respect." And of course, the first person to come out was Drew McIntyre. Sammy immediately, immediately tries to tell Adam, oh, no, I mean, the next person after him, of course. And Pierce was like, no, 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 it's it's official. You will be facing Drew McIntyre later tonight. So I, I, I honestly giggled when I saw that because I was like, well, Sammy's going to get his ass handed to him. It's going to be hilarious. Um, but it's nice to see Sammy immediately jumping right back into the action. After that, we got our first debuts of SmackDown after WrestleMania. The former Marcel Bartel now has a new name. He's going by Ludwig Kaiser, which if you think about it, it actually really does work for him. Um, Although I, I do appreciate the name of Marcel Bartel. It does work. It's good. But Ludwig Kaiser, it fits. It fits really well. 
So he introduces Gunther, um, who obviously we all know the backstory of that name change. Uh, as uh, Gunther, uh, Gunther has his debut match uh, against Joe Alonzo in a traditional squash match um, uh, when you're debuting a, a big a big star. Um, the match was what it was. Gunther chopping the, the soul out of this poor man. And it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Gunther and Ludwig, I'm sure, will be having um, a lot of success once everything starts rolling. The unfortunate part, obviously, Fabian Eichner not with the group. Uh, apparently, he did not receive the call-up. Uh, so I'm assuming he'll either stay in NXT, go back to NXT UK, or fall off the face of the planet until his contract runs out, which is unfortunate because Fabian and Marcel had been together for years. And they were such a well-oiled tag team. And it's unfortunate that upper management obviously did not feel that Fabian should come up. Or maybe they did, and they gave him a name, and he's like, no, uh, no, not at all. I don't think so. Who knows, honestly. But it's a shame. Um, but Imperium now is down to two. Or if they're even going to call him Imperium now, they might just be going by their names. So if that's the case, then rip Imperium, another beautiful faction that has gone by the wayside. After that, Kelly Braxton doing another interview with yet another SmackDown debut. It is the former Raquel Gonzalez now going by Raquel Rodriguez. Yes, I get the simple name change. Um, her attitude also, she seemed a lot more bubbly than she did in NXT uh, I don't know exactly what they're trying to go with, but it was definitely a bit of a shock to see her more up, upbeat, more girlish, uh, honestly. Uh, I'm so used to her being this badass, you know, mamacita going out there, going to kick your face in, and, and, you know, that's the end of it. Uh, Los Lotharios <laughs> did try to um, do their uh, kiss cam with her and she shot them down so fast. So it instantly made me a, even more of a fan because <laughs> I hate that kiss cam more than you can understand. But it'll be interesting to see when she gets in the ring. Uh, it, it took me aback just a moment to, to be like, ah, oh, man, they changed another person's name. But thinking about it and you know, obviously looking at it, it makes sense. You keep... Um, I don't know. It could be interesting for uh, merchandise purposing or logos. I don't know, but it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm happy Raquel's here. Uh, it also does make sense now why they lost the NXT Women's Tag Championship match this past week on NXT. So all things happen for a reason. People just need to understand this. <laughs> After that, we had probably the saddest and most likely the last episode of Happy Talk as uh, Baron Corbin was clearly, clearly sad about what had happened at WrestleMania. Uh, obviously, uh, you all know my thoughts on, on how I felt about uh, Baron's uh, finishing maneuver uh, not being protected at WrestleMania with Drew being the first person ever to kick out of it in his career. Um, we, had a we had a Madcap Moss chant. This man turning face. It was amazing. Uh, Baron Corbin deciding that... The whole reason why he lost at Mania was because of Madcap. And then Baron decided that he had had enough. Tries to make 
Madcap tell him jokes, and Madcap told some pretty funny jokes, but the crowd the crowd was into it. Baron obviously was not. Uh, he then attacks Madcap. Madcap able to fight back uh, and make himself look strong by the end of this, but happy folks are done, and obviously now these two will be going into a feud, which is fine. Um, I've been a big fan of Moss for, for a long time. I remember when I went to uh, Dallas for WrestleMania 32, uh, he, he, <laughs> he announced himself as Mr. Access. Um, and I love that. Now, he, he had been in NXT forever. Uh, he had had moments on television um, during the NXT programming and then disappeared off the face of the planet again. And He'd stuck with it. He had done great when he got called up uh, to be Madcap Moss. I was like, all right, it's a name change, but, you know, let's see where we can go with this. And obviously being paired with someone like Baron Corbin, uh, who was the most hated man on the face of the planet when it came to the WWE universe. Um, I thought that that was a good place for him to get some to get some heat right off the rip. And it worked. And then all of a sudden the fans started to appreciate him. And the face turn was a little more natural. Like they honestly didn't really need this to happen for Madcap to go over because they were chanting his name tonight. That's a big deal. That's a good thing. So obviously we'll see what happens going forward. I would expect Madcap to go over here in this, in this new feud because um, Baron Corbin doesn't need to win a feud. He has enough equity to be like, I'll be fine. It is what it is. He's the heel. You're trying to you're trying to make a baby face go over anyways. That's normally how this stuff works. So Madcap's gonna gonna hopefully look like a million bucks coming out of this. After that, we had that scheduled matchup that I mentioned with uh, Drew McIntyre taking on Sami Zayn, and uh, it was what you expected. Uh, Sami getting his head beaten in by. Uh, Drew McIntyre, but Sammy actually being smart enough to say, screw it. He tried not once, but twice to get himself countered out the first time. Um, Drew was able to get him back in the ring. Uh, but the second time Sammy ran through the crowd and ran up into the <laughs> ran up into the uh, the upper stages and Drew wasn't going to go chase him down. So Drew McIntyre gets the kind of victory, but it makes you wonder if this will be the beginning of something or if Sammy just puts his foot in his mouth again and uh, gets in more trouble. But we'll see. After that, we had yet another, uh, not a debut this time, but a return. Uh, it was a new vignette uh, by Lacey Evans, who, as people remember, she was out um on maternity leave uh, after having um, her, her latest child. And this time it's, it doesn't seem to be, you know, her, her prim and proper Southern bell. This seems to be more real. Uh, she came out with like camel clothes on it and this, this cut off top. And I was just like, all right, she's, she's dropping the nasties bit and she's being more, um, I don't know if we want to call it like Americanized GI Jane or I don't know, but it's, it's interesting. It'll be, uh, I'm excited for her to come back. I, I've always been a Lacey Evans fan. 
uh, uh, it's, it's <laughs> the way people used to get so upset with her um, was was always I always found comical. Uh, obviously, the, the last bit she was doing when she was with Ric Flair um, going against Charlotte was a little interesting. And I'll say that in a positive, neutral tone. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens if she comes back. Um, she's definitely gotten, I don't want to say jacked, but she's <laughs> she's got a lot more muscle going on, and it's, it's good. It'll be fun to see her come in and tear things up once she's able to to get back in the ring. So I look forward to, to Lacey Evans ripping it up once one more time. After that, we had more women's action as it was uh, Sasha Banks taking on Raw's Liv Morgan ahead of their women's tag team championship match next week. And, of course, this was a real fun match. And I'm not going to lie when I say this. I was surprised. Liv Morgan gets the victory over Sasha. I honestly did not expect that. Um, But I'm very happy about it. I love Liv Morgan. I love Sasha Banks. the match was good, uh, but Liv getting the victory, obviously a real big deal, some momentum going into Raw, and it's going to make uh, Rhea's betrayal seem that much more painful because we all know it's coming. This is probably, like like Cody, this is the worst-kept secret in wrestling. Uh, everybody and their mothers assuming that Rhea's will join Edge and Damian Priest in this new dark whatever faction you want to call it. Um, uh, personally, I think it's a perfect fit. I would love to see who else would possibly join this faction as well. Um, but Liv getting the win here is big for her, um, emotionally going forward. Rhea also not at SmackDown tonight either, which was also a telling sign. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then after that, we kicked off the show. Or I should say we finished off the show with the bloodline and your new undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, talking about his next chapter and telling the Usos that he wants them to go to Raw, win the Raw Tag Team Championships so that they can be unified as well. So we're looking at a big shift here. If this is the case, that we're going to unify all these belts again, uh, it seems to be the true end yet again of the separation of brands. And for me personally, I I hate that idea only because now we're going to get the same people on the show every single time, twice a week. And while normally that's that could be a good thing, I don't think it is here. There's enough talent in WWE that doesn't get a showcase already. And now you add, you know, the bloodline to every show. I mean, yes, people love the bloodline. They acknowledge Roman Reigns, you know, and the Usos and, and, and Paul Heyman. I get it. That's all good and fine. But you shove too much. The fans will turn. It just it ha- it's 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 a science at this point. <laughs> Because it's happened so many times, so I liked the the brand split because it allowed possible possible new stars to be born. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. But the show itself was pretty good. We did seem to get a glimpse into possibly who Roman Reigns' next opponent will be, 
as they talked about the opener to WrestleMania as it was Shinsuke and Rick Boogs versus the Usos. And obviously with Boogs' injury, uh, Nakamura is all by himself now. And it looks like Nakamura came out to have some words uh, with Roman. And he was attacked by the Usos uh, during his whole, during him coming out. So possibly Roman Shinsuke at WrestleMania Backlash. I would not hate that at all. So we'll see. But that was the show for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening, as always. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook at Ship It Above the Ring. And you can find us on Instagram as underscore Above the Ring and on YouTube as Above the Ring. Uh, you can find myself pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. Uh, as you know, if you are listening to one that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. Though you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Uh, again, my name is Scott. I appreciate you guys once again for listening. And as always, do not forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.